Hi, and welcome to episode two of the Reworkflow podcast, Road to Slate Summit. In this episode, we're focusing on creating and collaborating a presentation for Slate Stage or Slate Summit. I'm Megan Story from Reworkflow, and joining me this week is Ali Duffney from Elon University. Welcome, Ali. Thank you so much. Welcome uh, to you two, and thank you for having me. <laughs> sure. So, Ali, will you introduce yourself? Um, what do you do there at Elon? Sure, I am the Dean of Graduate Admissions here at Elon, which is uh, in North Carolina, and I oversee the application process, the recruitment and enrollment strategy for uh, our nine graduate programs here at Elon. So uh, that, of course, involves our Slate system operations and governance. Uh, and I've been here for about uh, a year, so just over a year. And before that, I have been in higher ed at a number of other institutions. So it's been about 15 years uh, of growing up in admissions for me. Nice. So how much of that time have you been working in Slate? Yeah, I, I've worked on a lot of different uh, CRM tools uh, across the different uh, years here, but I've been in Slate since about 2017. So I would say we're coming up on seven years. Uh, so it's wow. been a really exciting, uh, exciting piece of my professional development is, is working on Slate. Are you still pretty hands-on? I guess I always think of someone with a Dean title as maybe not being in Slate so much. Yes, uh, here I am definitely still involved. Um, we're growing our team. So we are growing a little bit of depth in the systems and operations area. Uh, so we do have uh, an assistant director of systems and operations, and she is uh, really doing a lot of the day-to-day the -day build. But in terms of strategy uh, and functionality and like how we want to use specific pieces of Slate, we, we still work really closely together. And so um, I'm still kind of in the in the know about what what changes are happening and what functionality is being introduced uh, from Slate. So so that's a, a joy for me. I think that sounds so great. I know that um, from talking to uh, a lot of people who are kind of the hands on person in Slate, um, sometimes there can be a difficulty in having leadership or decision makers who aren't as familiar with it. So I'm sure that uh, you are a big benefit to your team uh, because of your experience. Um, so a uh, question I already know the answer to, but for our audience, have you been to Summit previously? I have. I love a good summit. Um, I, I, my first summit was in 2018. So uh, 2017 is when we implemented Slate at uh, my previous institution, and I was part of the uh, implementation team. So, so leading that, uh, and we decided that we weren't going to go to summit that first year. It just was it was a lot of information. It was a lot of overload. Um, so we we started going in 2018. We went 2018, 19, uh, and 22. So after after the pause from COVID, and my new team and I went this past year in 2023. So yes, we've been. So we've been to the exact same summits. <laughs> Very uh, wonderful. <laughs> so that's that's fine. Um, and I'm curious, have you presented at any of these summits? I have. I have. I presented in 2022 um, and it was a, a collaborative presentation. So I presented with Susanna Mayo, who is in Enrollment Fuel. So it was a, a really fun experience for me. It was something that after having gone through um, 
that Slate Launchpad during our, our orientation to Slate. It, it was something that became a really uh, deep goal of mine. I really wanted to become proficient enough at some point to talk about Slate to people who also knew about Slate and have them be like, oh, that's kind of interesting. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I presented in 2022. Um, and then you and I uh, and Stephanie Pollard co-moderated a, a, a discussion group last year. Yeah. So I would love to dive deep into talking about your presentation. And I love what you shared that that became a little goal from Launchpad for you. I think um, that says um, so much about um, who you are and how I think of you professionally, that that was something that you uh, latched onto during the Launchpad experience, which can be so overwhelming for people mm -hmm. when you're getting inundated with with all of that information um, about Slate. So, um, what did it look like for you to then, you know, have that goal in the back of your mind mm -hmm. and then turn that into a proposal and a presentation? Yeah, well, uh, you know, before joining the University of Rochester School of Nursing, which was the school that uh, I led the implementation for for Slate uh, at, I I often was using tools like CRMs that that for one reason or another we had outgrown the system. So we had system limitations, we had personnel bandwidth limitations, or we had budget limitations that we couldn't buy uh, additional user-defined fields, for example. And so for me as a user, I, I had all of these ideas of ways that we could improve the process or make it more efficient or more customized or more specific, you know, to graduate because that's that I've spent almost a dozen years uh, living in graduate world and we were always seemingly some sort of retrofit so mm -hmm. um I, I had that as my my background and then i was really inspired at launchpad you know I, I was so impressed by these these really brilliant people that i i was like uh one day i will have something to share uh with these this community here um and so we we came home from launchpad and we started brainstorming like my team and i were like okay so what if we were going to send something for a proposal what would it be and what would it look like and and how would it be useful and so we had this idea of you know like how you become familiar with slate and, and use it in your onboarding use it in your hiring use it to actually like simplify the other facets of of your job that are not direct admissions uh mm -hmm. you know transactions. And so, you know, we had this idea with this running idea that we would talk about when we would joke about it, like, oh, this this would be great. We could do a around the world type thing and people could demonstrate proficiencies and you could, you could, you know, let them have the roles or the permissions and the rights. And so we would talk about this for for a long time and it just was this passion project. And then um, you know, after after years of talking about it, we were like, well, why don't we just actually submit something and then it will give us rationale as to why we would want to actually prioritize this work because it is really important work if you can optimize your system for other sure. business operations you know you become more efficient on all facets and um, hiring and training and onboarding those are really um labor intensive acts and so mm -hmm. you in admissions you know you you if you can have that be standardized and have that be simplified it's it's just a, a much less 
burdensome lift if you can have some sort of tool that, you know, like Slate uh, can do a lot of really beautiful things that are not unlike traditional admissions, you know, finding someone that you want to invite to your community and then getting them to your community. So, sure. um, so that's where that came from. Uh, so we decided that we were going to actually do this. We were going to submit uh, a proposal and then uh, we, we, we were notified, I think early in spring that we had been selected. So that was very exciting. And uh, we had been paired with uh, a co-presenter. So that was uh, just a, a really new and fun experience. Um, I ended up being uh, the presenter from, from our team, but the, the content that we talked about was definitely um, a collaborative work. So it wasn't just, just my ideas. Um, and it was really nice to actually bounce some of the the presentation structural pieces uh against what susanna was presenting uh sure. which was a lot of theory uh and things too so uh so we got accepted then we started planning and uh kind of just had frequent meetings and talked about the cadence and and content outline and all of that i love that that was so uh juicy what you just said everything um so I'm I'm curious. <laughs> One of the things I'd read in my notes was asking, did you wait for approval of your proposal before you started working on the presentation? It sounds like you did. Um, yeah, I did. I, I had this idea and I didn't want to, you know, I, I, I wanted to prioritize it. I was having a hard time prioritizing. But when we got approved, I was like, all right, well, now now we have to really devote space and time to it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, let's let's go back to as you were talking about um you know collaborating and working on the structure for the proposal i'm wondering if you have any more details to share about what that looked like or how you determined how you would structure it yeah uh one of the things that i have found to be really helpful uh in in any presentation is really putting together a succinct problem statement. So why is this something that people care about and how could they relate to it from perhaps another perspective that's not necessarily hiring, onboarding, training, admissions. You know, we, we see a lot of that now with like student success and uh, mm -hmm. advancement, those types of uh, experiences in Slate. Um, so, so I started by putting together a specific problem statement, which was, you know, how do I simplify and replicate with consistency this uh, onboarding and training experience? Um, and then I outlined the current state. Uh, so the tools that I use for things like that are really simple. They're, they're like fishbone diagrams, which are kind of like identifying root causes. And then mm -hmm. kind of once you have that outlined on your paper, you can actually dig into root solutions. Um, and then I personally love using Canva. Um, it's one of the most versatile tools that I, I have used. Uh, that's like just a free little thing that we can use. So, um, so I used a lot of those. There are there are some like project management tools that are really great out there, like um, Asana or uh, Trello. And I I didn't use that uh, for myself or for like the collaboration. It just, to me at that point in time, felt like it would have been overbuilt, but depending mm -hmm. on like the size of your team, maybe maybe that would be helpful um, to, to think about a project management type of a tool. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing that I, I did that I, I think is a really good strategy is I started presenting these drafts 
to my team who knew what I was talking about. They knew, they knew how I was thinking about it. Who they, they understood like the, the direction that I was hoping to go. But then I also presented it to people who had no idea what I was doing. And so that really helped me understand where there were gaps in my presentation um, mm -hmm. or gaps in, in my information that I just had fundamentally left out. So um, doing those two things with, with frequency, I think helped put together something that was actually understandable, you know, on, on the stage. Yeah, I love that. When I did my summit presentation, um, a big focus of it was on documenting what you've done in Slate and documenting your, your business processes. And I did some practice runs in front of coworkers who just weren't on the admissions team. And they were like, we didn't even know that we had some of these documentation tools available on campus. So um, I was a little bit, you know, just getting practice doing the presentation in front of people. But I was also be maybe helping some of my colleagues start documenting their work as well. Um, so it kind of had some some added benefits uh, doing those practice sessions. So um, awesome. it's nice to know that that's like a common experience. Um, yeah, I loved that experience. Uh, that was that was really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. So I would love to know um, the collaboration piece. Um, my experience was that I got my proposal accepted. I got an email saying, um, you know, from Technolutions, hey, we'll pair you up with someone in a few weeks, you'll find out. And then a few weeks later, I got an email saying, uh, <laughs> good luck, Megan, you're on your own. I mean, it was more <laughs> late than that, but um, yes. So I have not had the experience of collaborating on a summit mm -hmm. presentation. And your experience, I think, is so interesting because you were collaborating internally with your team, but then got paired up with an external presenter that you were collaborating with as well. Um, and so I'm curious, um, you know, what that what that looked like, like, how do you make sure that you are your presentation seems like it has a consistent message, it's coherent, whatever, when there's all these different hands working on it. Yeah, I, I this is a, this was a, a new experience for me. Uh, so I, I had not met Susanna before we were connected to co-present. So, so we were getting to know each other, we were getting to know like what we were hoping to uh, present on and she was so easy to work with and, and really knowledgeable. And so she had, um, of course, she, she was uh, with Enrollment Fuel at the time. I, I believe that she still is, mm -hmm. um, but she had a, a, a wealth of industry experience. So she she really had both sides of the coin. So it was a really easy conversation to kind of um, align together. Um, and, and what we ended up doing was kind of talking philosophically first about, you know, what our own individual hopes were for the presentation and how we might prioritize different perspectives inside of that single presentation. And so what that looked like for us is that uh, Susanna was talking you know, very big picture. She was talking about theory, best practice uh, for all of this type of information and really reviewing common uh, materials and resources that you could use. And then I was essentially following that with a case study of what we were doing. So we really ended up complementing 
really nicely. We had opportunities to echo uh, the points that one another made. And so what we did is we, we had our kickoff call. Uh, we would work uh, collaboratively through uh, like shared Google Docs and, and shared Google Slides and things like that. Uh, and then we ended up doing a few different run throughs of just drafts, uh, you know, together. So, so we, we connected with our moderator um, and it was just a, a series of connecting, going back, doing individual work and then coming back together and, and kind of presenting to each other about uh, our, our different sections. I am so glad that worked out so well. That is fun to hear mm -hmm. about. I went to a presentation uh, this past year at Summit where there were presenters from Carnegie who did um, a nitty gritty on accessibility in Slate, which mm -hmm. was really great. And then their co-presenter from a school, which I am sorry to say, I don't remember which school it was off the top mm -hmm. of my head, but their co-presenter was in a leadership position at that school. And so he talked about from a leadership perspective, why having people care about the nitty gritty of accessibility in Slate was important to, to him and why that was valuable. Um, and essentially was giving, um, you know, people who are doing the hands-on work in Slate um, reasons to go back to their leadership and say, we need to prioritize this. And it was such a smart pairing. And I was just like, oh, this presentation, <laughs> it, it was just really, really great. And I think that, uh, you know, there's lots of fun opportunities um, in those those pairings that people don't necessarily need to be coming at the issue from the same perspective in order mm -hmm. to work well together, right? Yeah, I completely agree with you. Okay, so talking about other presentations, I'm wondering if you have um, any thoughts on what makes, um, especially a collaborative, but any sleep presentation, um, what makes it effective or appealing to you? I, I find a lot of uh, inspiration in different types of presentations, and there's really not one specific um, thing that unifies them. But what I really appreciate is someone having the, the chance to talk about some of the creativity that they've been able to leverage or or some of the process improvements that they've been able to realize because Slate is so powerful. They, there is so much, uh, it's, it's almost impossible to outgrow. And so to hear people talk about things that are truly meaningful in, in our line of work, like uh, improving access or removing barriers or really uh, connecting with prospective students uh, before they uh, embark on this really transformative education journey it is, is really exciting. And really for me, what makes uh, presentations like pop is when when you can really tell that someone is like I am in love with this idea I I'm completely completely behind it I'm so proud of it and uh, here are the mistakes we made here are the successes that we had um, I, I don't think that you truly have to be like an ultimate expert at Slate to have a really great idea to present I don't think that you have to have it even completed um, I think some of the best learning opportunities come from like talking about something that's maybe 80% done and then getting some some discussion and question and answer because that's 
to me, one of the most beautiful things about the Slate community is that it, it truly is a different type of community. It, there's there's this sense of camaraderie and like a sense of working towards a better good. Um, it, it, it's just a really inspiring opportunity. And I, I mean, I think it's maybe intimidating to put together a, a presentation, but um, I think there's there's so much to celebrate in terms of creativity and um, like innovation that, uh, you know, people should just feel confident in some of the things that they're they're doing and playing with in terms of ideas, um, because that really resonates and that that hits an audience in a way that is really authentic and inspiring. So for me, I, I, I love I love the combination uh, presentations. I like to hear different perspectives on the same set of functionality or the same concept like marketing or, or innovative marketing strategies. Um, but I also tend to really like the, the theoretical uh, presentations that talk about data structure, like how many instances do you have? How are they interconnected? And how do you maintain governance over not only your, your data objects, but like your actual systems together internally? Because mm -hmm. uh, that's a huge, huge hot topic. Um, it's confusing. So that for me personally, those are the types of things uh, that I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like if we're thinking, looking forward, if you were imagining, hey, this is what would really excite me to see at Summit 2024 or even mm -hmm. beyond, um, are there things that you're like, oh yeah, this is, is what I would love to see in the future if someone did this? I, that's a difficult question to answer because I, I it's so difficult to know which functionality is even going to exist next year like that is the most exciting thing is like at these summits, summits we have these uh monstrous reveals of new functions new structures new ways that the the system is interconnected um but i i really would love to see people talking about you know things that are non-traditional i and and things that are um you know building on some of the new verticals that slate is is working towards you know like in, in interconnecting admissions then student uh student success and then alumni like i would love to see someone's entire student life cycle soup to nuts uh in slate and how they segment how they manage how they like actually have um the roles and permissions kind of broken out like i it would be interesting to see and it, that's not you know the only thing that i would really look for but i'm just excited for when that type of a presentation kind of comes to the the center stage here yeah i um you know primarily my work is on the admissions side of the house but i do like to every once in a while branch out and go to um one or two advancement or student success presentations each summit and there was an advancement presentation I went to last year where they were talking about using Slate in ways that just seemed wild <laughs> to me, so out of the box. <laughs> um, one of the things they did, which I thought was so, it was a presentation from um, some uh, people at Albion College, mm -hmm. and they were talking about that they're on the advancement side of the house, and they had a process where 
essentially people were applying for funding or some sort of grant and then there needed to be an internal review by by faculty members at their school but these faculty members weren't in in slate they didn't have access to their slate instance and their instance they were working in a solely advancement instance which apparently when those are delivered they don't have an application in them which is crazy to think about there's there's slate instances out there that don't have an application in them so they went to technolutions and asked if they could get an application in it and so then there this uh funding process someone would apply through a slate application and then their reviewers were put in as recommenders and they used the deliver delivered um uh, lor functionality um to send out to the faculty members uh, hey you have this to review the form and they would review it on the form and send it back and so that they never had to be in slate i was like That's really that clever. is so <laughs> clever I would never think of doing something like that Yeah, because I am so on the admissions side of the house and I would love to see, um, and I don't know how practical this is. Am I doing this? No, but something <laughs> that would tickle me is if we saw more collaborative presentations from uh, advancement and admissions mm -hmm. teams or student success and admissions or um, things like that because I think sometimes you know people feel that pressure when they're at summit of hey my institution is paying this money for me to be here I want to make sure that I get all the meat off the bone and get take away as much as I can from this and so you might feel like I can only go to a student's student success presentations because I'm student success but mm -hmm. I think there is also something to be gained from hearing from other people working in sleep even if they're not doing the exact same thing you are just because it it bring helps you bring more problem-solving tools to your issues uh, right absolutely I mean I couldn't agree more I think sometimes you can understand a tool better if you see it used in a, a scenario that maybe is not so close to home like you can understand how it could be more powerful or it could be used in a more creative way uh if you see someone else you know leveraging these these pieces of functionality and so it becomes like this philosophy discussion of like what is an application in you know what can an application be what can a record be what can this mm -hmm. like actually lend itself to and you know so there's there's deeper questions that i kind of i i agree i i think they're really fun to follow and i would love to see like a beginning to end entire life cycle kind of transition either within the same instance or passing between i mean uh i think as an institution elon has undergrad uh, admissions. We have grad admissions. We have two separate instances for both, but we uh, are going to be partnering with Slate for student success. So we're going to have three instances of Slate. Um, and so it becomes a question of like, how will they talk to each other? Is there a future where, you know, there's, there is one or there is one that has higher priority. And, you know, so of course these are just very initial hypothetical questions, but that's just kind of an interesting thought exercise. Sure, and with Technolutions saying they're open to 
presentations of varying lengths for this mm -hmm. upcoming summit, like a whole student life cycle, that's something that could fit more in a 90 minute presentation right. than a 60 minute. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's maybe more opportunities to, to see that actually happen. Um, I'm curious in your collaboration and your presentation prep, uh, was someone acting as like a project manager? Like, was there some sort of schedule of like, these are the milestones we want to hit and when we want to hit them? Um, you know, we, we worked kind of all independently as we, we contributed to, uh, our milestones and we kind of would, we would make sure that we talked about them when we were meeting together. So we would be very clear on what we needed to do next when we were going to meet next, and then uh, we, we would be accountable for certain pieces. So we have this very clear action item and who's going to be doing it, and then coming back uh, to refine. So it was it was all of us, I think, kind of acting as our own individual project managers. Um, but I mean, it, I, I think, again, depending on the size of your team and the scope of your project, it may actually be very helpful to have some sort of project manager or some project manager tool. We just didn't seem to need it uh, for hours. That's great. Um, okay, so any other uh, final thoughts on, on this topic? Anything you would like to, to share about uh, the, you know, presentation building <laughs> part of this or the collaborating piece? Um, you know, what I would say is, uh, try to not assume that people know what you're going to be talking about even though you're in an audience of peers that are likely to have some at least baseline context of what you're talking about it's it's always more helpful to make the assumption that people don't have every single detail uh, so so framing the the problem in a compelling way is always i think uh, a good first step and um you know, it, again, you don't have to be some sort of savant to to mm -hmm. put forth a a, a presentation. Uh, you can have really important things to say as someone who's been in for like a year, maybe. You know, and, and you're doing some really cool things, and you've found something that's really speaking to you on a meaningful level. Um, I would also say if if Presenting at Slate is maybe too large of a stage. I think you can walk up to that type of uh, professional development opportunity by engaging with your local community groups or your national community groups. Uh, so presenting to a more focused group area or, or uh, to maybe stakeholders at your institution, that is, I would say, step one. If the, the jump to summit uh, presentations is too far of a leap, then uh, there are a lot of different things that you can do in the interim that really can build your confidence. Um, and, and I think there are, so, there are so many really talented people in Slate that um, sometimes it's just helpful to hear that like you are talented and, and you have something valuable to say and you actually do deserve to be on this type of a stage and and have recognition for some of the work that you've done. Um, so, you know, for whoever needs to hear that, you know, I, I think that and um, it, it's uh, it's a really rewarding experience uh, and, and I'm glad to have done it. Uh, it was a, a big goal of mine for a long time. Um, and I, I would love to do it again 
I would love to see my team do it. I think that would be something that would be really rewarding next. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's just about it in terms of planning preparation. Um, do you have any specific? Uh, do you have any specific user groups that you think people should consider? I do. Yes. I I can think of a few that you're connected (laughs) with. Yes, I have a few uh, user groups that I'm connected with. So uh, our graduate national slate uh, community user group is uh, specific to graduate and professional schools and and programs that leverage slate. And Megan, you and I uh, moderate that with Stephanie Pollard. And we're always looking for uh, some content expertise and and presentations. So yes to that. I also am... um, a member of the North Carolina Slate User Group. So that's not specific to graduate or professional schools. It's uh, it's for any school within North Carolina that uses Slate. Uh, and we actually hosted our very own, it's like a micro summit uh, here on Elon's campus this past summer. Um, but it was really, a, it was a really good venue uh, for people to, again, present on some of the things that they've been working on, network with with colleagues that actually understand what they do from nine to five every day. Um, so yeah, so those are those are my my little outlets that I think that you should tap into. <laughs> I think those are great. So as we uh, finish up, uh, we have a few closing questions that we mm-hmm. ask of all of our guests. Uh, and one is, what is one wish you have for either Slate Summit or Slate Stage? I I go in very open-minded and very excited to, to see what's been happening. I know that there's always things that are going on uh, behind the scenes from a, a development standpoint uh, with, with Technolutions. But I also am really excited to see, you know, just the, the new ideas that have been kind of brewing since we all met last. But um, what I really hope for is that my team has uh, this experience that I had kind of when I whenever I go to a a slate event that it's like, um, it's very inspiring. And it's very Mm -hmm. um, confirming that uh, this is a a truly unique tool to use. And I, I want people to feel excited uh my i want my team to feel truly empowered that you know the work they do matters and that they have the skills to to use this tool in a way that's that's really meaningful uh not just for our work but for the people who go through our process um so so that's that's the ultimate hope every time i I bring my team to summit uh, is that they will find something that resonates with them they will feel like they have something to dig into and that they will feel really accomplished um, and that they have a sense of community. I think that's so great, Allie. I love that response. Thanks. So with that in mind, will we be seeing you at Summit in 2024? You will. Chicago is like my favorite city, so I will be really excited uh, to go back this year to Chicago. Um, but yeah, this is this is the one uh, event that I, I really try to prioritize for my team uh, because it's it's unifying for us, but it's also, I mean, the best example of professional development, I think, from a, a technical systems perspective that we could we could have. So, so yes, you'll see me. Great. And for those who won't have the pleasure of attending Summit this year, do you have any thoughts on, uh, you know, what they can do for professional development in their Slate work. 
Yeah, I, I think um, tuning into local community groups is a great option. Um, I think there's a lot of really great discussions that are happening on, you know, community boards um, in, in social networks. So tapping into your networks, however that that, that fits best for you is is a great option. Um, but I would also encourage you to try and like gamify your work, like take take a test. Uh, instance or, or production and or environment of your system and do something that is a little bit out there. Maybe it's not immediately relevant, but you're curious about something. Maybe you want to test an idea and, and just build something that is not something that is for your bottom line today, like have a passion project and have it be something that you can come back to and play around with. Um, and then maybe see if it's something that you could actually translate to a, a business process or a business need uh, and have it be something that is fun. It, there's there's nothing wrong with having your workday be something that you find to be fun. Like I, you know, there's a, there's an element of play sort of with Slate that I think um, you shouldn't ignore. I think there's something that's really valuable about that. So. Um, Find something that's joyous and playful and uh, let yourself be joyous and playful. I love that. Um, Matt Sheeran from the University of Chicago, he had a presentation at Summit 2022 um, that was kind of a how to think about sleep. I think he mm -hmm. called it like lessons learned over however many years, whatever. Um, and one of his main points was to play in mm -hmm. sleep, make, make time for that. And um, I know when I was at UC Irvine, we um, actually had two test instances at the graduate mm -hmm. level. And one stayed pretty clean and it was always a pretty close mirror of our production instance. And that was for um, kind of the troubleshooting of day-to-day -day issues. Um, but the second test instance was our development instance. And it was mm -hmm. a place where not only were we working on, you know, long-term projects, but we also had the opportunity to, you know, we would find a random suitcase code. Great. We'll just toss it in there. <laughs> if it sets the thing on fire, who cares? Um, so we really did have that opportunity to just, oh, you know, I, I, saw this new feature was released, I can just go play with it for, you know, an hour on a Friday afternoon and learn what I can from it without necessarily any immediate practical impl implications for my work. But it had the long-term benefits of later when someone said, hey, we do want to move forward with this. Great. I already had some familiarity with it. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Um, and last, where can podcast listeners connect with you? Yeah, I, well, I'll be at Summit, so I will see you there if you're there as well. Um, I am on LinkedIn. I uh, am, you can find me at the uh, National uh, Graduate Slate User Group uh, community that mm -hmm. we have. And then um, any local North Carolina higher ed spaces. I am really excited to kind of dig in and uh, get on different listservs. So, you know, pop by if you're in town or send me a quick email. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm here and this is something that I, I really love talking about. So I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. 
Oh, well, I am so happy that you joined me today. I think this was so interesting. I think people are going to take a ton away from it. So I just really appreciate you taking the time. Um, so thank you very much, Allie. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Reworkflow podcast, Road to Slate Summit. We're releasing episodes monthly as we prepare for Slate Summit in June. You can contact us at podcast at reworkflow.com or learn more about the services we offer on our website at reworkflow.com.